Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. HN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of Sports Yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. Have you ever wondered who the first team was that paid its baseball players? And how about the Reds? How'd they get their name? Well, you're in luck because we discuss the answer to both these questions in this episode, and those answers are coming up for you in just a moment. Hi, my name's Darren Hayes, and I know you've heard me on the Pigskin Dispatch talking about football history for years. Well, now I'm on a new mission, a quest to find sports history in other sports as well as football by learning through the jerseys and the apparel and the gear that the players wore and the franchises supplied their teams. It's an educational trip, and I'm taking you with me day by day, player by player, uniform by uniform, the Sports Jersey Dispatch. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, my sporting friends. This is Darren Hayes of the Sports Jersey Dispatch, and welcome once again to the Pigpen, your portal to find out the great history through the competitors' gear and things that they wore and the uniform numbers. Just learn some great history in my quest to learn more about it. And this is a very appropriate day. March 15th, this is being released. It is the anniversary of a, a very great organization that we're going to learn a little bit more about here in this very uh, short episode, but very appropriate. And according to a story on Cincinnati.com, the Cincinnati Reds baseball franchise started its existence on March 15th, 1869. The original moniker of the club was the Red Stockings, identifying the bright red colored knee-high socks worn by its players. A proper name in that era for the high-worn stockings was to call them ballasts. And the club was formed by a man named Harry Wright per the MLB.com story on the Reds' origins. And the Red Stockings played all their home games at a place called the Union Grounds, which is located just west of where the current downtown Cincinnati is. And the 1896 Red Stockings were dressed to the hilt for ballplayers of that era, and they were an exceptionally good team. Yeah, good enough that they recorded an unbelievable record. Listen to this, of 57 wins and zero losses in that inaugural season. They played not only home games, but they also traveled from the East Coast all the way to the West Coast, taking on all challenges of opponents. And to do this, well, Wright paid his men on the roster, making them the very first paid players in professional baseball. So this is another anniversary for professional baseball's anniversary as well, besides the Reds. For some unknown reason, except for maybe it was thought there'd be a better opportunity in a larger market, Harry Wright and his brother George Wright left the team uh, to go to Boston. That version of the Red Stockings disbanded uh, their at, and because of their absence. And this pair of Wright brothers from southeastern Ohio didn't fly an airplane, but they did help to start another Red Stockings baseball club 
in the city of Boston, Massachusetts. And I know that what you're thinking, but no, they did not directly become the Red Sox. They eventually became the Boston Braves. And we'll talk more about that in a future episode when we get into the Red Sox history. But this is about the baseball in Cincinnati. And at the advent of the National League in 1876, uh, the town of Cincinnati jumped on board with a new rendition of the Red Stockings team some seven years later. And unfortunately, they ended up getting kicked out of the National League a few years later because, listen to this, they sold beer at games and they wanted to play games on Sundays. Two big no-nos for the senior circuit in that era of time. And with that, the franchise joins the less restrictive American Association in 1881. And that seems to be when they really started to assimilate to being called the Reds. Nine years later, in 1890, the Reds of Cincinnati rejoined the National League. And after World War II, uh, thanks to a scare of spread of communism by Senator Joseph McCarthy and others, the Cincy Baseball Organization officially changed their names from the Reds to the Red Legs in 1953 to avoid anything that had to do with the Red Scare. The club owners even went as far to remove any sort of mention of the Reds from its home jerseys in 1956 and just went with a fancy letter C on its unis. They also called it the Wishbone C. The 1956 traveling road jersey displayed a Mr. Redlegs uh, caricature with a big mustache on the left chest area. But that lasted just one season before the gray uniforms also went with the simple wishbone C, as same as the home ones. In 1959, with the threat of McCarthy's era uh, on intimidation uh, of, of communism and threatening people that they were communists, the club switched back to their previous Reds name. And oddly enough, they also made it into the postseason that year, uh, only making it to the dance twice when they were called the Red Legs during those seven years. Good for- fortune would follow as a decade later, the Big Red Machine formed and the happy times were in Cincy once again. And once of all, the Cincinnati Reds uh, are still playing baseball in the National League to this day. A couple different stints in the National League. They were the Red Stockings for a while, the Red Legs, and the Reds. And uh, we're sure glad that we could share this with you today, this great bit of history of March 15th, 1869, all the way to March 15th, 2022. And uh, it's a great story, and it's a first-paid baseball team in history. Might be one of the first professional-paid teams anywhere of any sport uh, we'd have to look that up but it's uh, definitely right up and remember 1869 that's the year that uh, the Princeton and Rutgers played the first collegiate football game which was really soccer so that's just giving you some perspective on that how far in advance the city of uh, Cincinnati was with their baseball so we're glad you could join us today we hope you'll join us next time as we talk about some more great stories from yesteryear and talk about with the jerseys and the uniforms the players wore. Until next time, everybody, have a great sports history day. Sorry, but my pitching coach just called timeout. He's coming out to the mound. I think I'm going to get yanked for a reliever. We'll see you back tomorrow for some more great sports history on Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. We invite you to check out our websites, jerseydispatch.com and pigskindispatch.com. Not only see the daily sports history, but to experience the preservation of great events and people that play the games. Find us on Pigskin Dispatch. It's also on social media outlets of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel. Get all your daily sports history. Pigskin Dispatch is happy to be associated with the Sports History Network, the sports headquarters of yesteryear, found at sportshistorynetwork.com.
This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Each week, the official Football Learning Academy podcast will take you deep into the history of pro football through interviews with players, coaches, or administrators in the NFL, as well as interviews with Pro Football Hall of Fame selectors, authors, and historians. You'll learn how the game evolved and important moments that shaped the sport into what it is today. And don't miss the Pro Football History Nugget of the Week. Listen to the official Football Learning Academy podcast on the Sports History Network. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.